This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to The Huddle Podcast. Many people have the idea that when they get to a certain point in life, that everything's going to be okay. They're going to have everything they want. They're going to have everything they need. And they're not going to have any struggles or challenges or anything like that. And I would submit to you that that is really a flawed way of looking at success. And that if that is your goal, you're not only unlikely to get there, but if you did get there, you it'd be very unlikely that you would be happy. And so I want to unpack that a little bit and talk about what has led up to my realizing this and, and why I, I say this and how I can support it. So many things have happened over the last 12 to 18 months that have had me questioning the way that I set goals because I really used to have this idea that if I could just build up a business where I, I could either sell that business and have enough you know, money in the bank to just never worry about money again, um, everything would be okay. I would have my dream life. And then that sort of morphed into developing a stream of residual income. So, okay, I don't necessarily need a bunch of money sitting in the bank you know, and just living off the interest, but as long as I have something stable uh, where I'm bringing in a six-figure income every single year, then then I'll be good. Then I'll be happy. Everything will be great in my life. And so I pursued that for some time. But what I found uh, specifically last year was the secular Buddhist philosophy. And if you're not familiar with Buddhism, uh, you certainly may not be familiar with secular Buddhism, which might even sort of sound like um, a misnomer or a paradox or, or contradiction to say secular Buddhism, because isn't Buddhism a religion? Isn't it a spiritual thing? How could it possibly be secular, right? The opposite of secular is sacred, and, and, and Buddhism typically is a, is a sacred sort of practice. But what I found is that there are a number of people who are growing in this um, distinction or this definition um, or this label, if you will, of secular Buddhist. And so I started listening to a secular Buddhism podcast. And I think that everybody, regardless of your religious views, can learn from the philosophy of secular Buddhism. So the principle that I learned that really impacted me was... Um, the idea that everything is in flux, that nothing is really static, but everything is constantly changing. And in the Buddhist philosophy, they call this impermanence. So nothing is actually permanent. And when we think about our goals or our future, we often have this idea of a permanent position that we could achieve or some sort of permanent outcome. And we tend to view it that way, don't we? If I could get down to my ideal weight, right, then we start to feel like that would be a permanent thing, like we'd never struggle with weight again. Or if I could just add more muscle mass, or if I could get my business off the ground, if, if you know, whatever the case may be, if we could get in this home or this car, if we could move to this place, or if I could get this job or this position, we tend to view it as being a permanent thing, as if, once we achieve that goal, all struggles and all challenges would go away and there would never be any unforeseen consequences. There would never be any surprises. Everything would just be perfect. But you and I are smart enough to know that that's just not the way that life works. Isn't it true? 
And so um, this idea of impermanence has been just, man, it's just been a complete revolution in the way that I think about things. So I no longer am thinking about, well, when I get to the point where I have a certain amount of money in the bank, I'll never have to worry about money again, because that doesn't actually exist. If, you know, let's say that say that I give you a hundred million dollars and let's just go ahead and say that this hundred million is tax free. Okay. Wouldn't really be, but you know, let's say that was the case or, you know, you ended up with a hundred million dollars after taxes, put that in the bank, you know, and most people would say, I will just live off the interest. I mean, even if you were only getting 1% interest, like there are some savings accounts that spin off 1% annual interest. I know Chase Bank uh, has one or had one. Um, and so you could just put that 100 million into that savings account and every single year it would spin off a million dollars in interest, right? 1 million is 1% of 100 million. And so in thinking about this, you have this sort of idea that I'm set for life. But are you really? Is it possible that the dollar could crash? Okay. Is it possible that the bank could go bust? Well, no, they're FDIC insured, right? Is it possible that the FDIC is maybe just an organization made by humans, which can completely fail just like any organization that we've ever made? You know, what I'm trying to get at here is that even if you had a hundred million sitting in the bank, spending off a million dollars in interest every single year, would that really bring you complete, total, utter security? Now, you know, the smart Alex says, well, I'll take my chances, Cody, right? But I'm just trying to get you to look at your philosophy. The idea that if you just had this thing, you would be set, life would be great, and you wouldn't have any worries is just simply not true. In fact, some people find that when they encounter a large sum of money, that their worries actually increase. You know, people have observed this, that the more money you have, the more money you have to lose the bigger of a lifestyle that you have to lose potentially if that money, if that wealth goes away. The same is also true of power. If you obtain a position of power, you have all the more to lose because if you lose that position, you've now lost all of that power, which you've grown accustomed to. And so the idea here and what I want you to get from today's podcast is the idea of impermanence. This was massive in my life. I hope that it will be massively helpful to you as well. Everything is in flux. Um, Nothing is permanent. Everything is constantly changing. And so if you know this, you can begin to balance your life in a different way. And you start to realize that sacrificing everything and working so hard to achieve something that is not going to be completely secure, that is not going to be totally permanent, might not be the best course of action. I do believe in sacrifice, I believe in hard work, and I believe in taking appropriate risks as you see fit, And as long as they're calculated risks and you're not going to be hurting anybody or hurting your family potentially by taking them. But I think that if you're looking for a sure thing, you're looking for a, you know, a sure safe bet um, where you're one day going to be set for life, I think you're going to be looking for that forever. 
And now here's the other thing I want you to recognize, and this was also shared with me several months ago, is, you know, thank goodness that you haven't achieved all your goals. I mean, try to, to imagine for just a moment that you've achieved all of your goals in life, absolutely everything that you've ever wanted to do. You've been all the places that you want to go. You've done everything you want to do. You've learned everything that you want to learn. Uh, You're completely and totally satisfied in absolutely everything. You have no ambition, no drive, no desire. You're completely set, so to speak. What a miserable existence that would be. I mean, in reality, wouldn't that be a pretty miserable existence? If you had nothing to look forward to, if you had no goals, no dreams, plans, or ambitions for the future, if you really were, and I'm talking, you know, I don't think anybody can achieve this level here, so you've you've got to sort of Think of it in an abstract way, but if it were possible, if it was possible for somebody to achieve this level of complete and total satisfaction to where you had absolutely uh, nothing to look forward to and nothing to work toward, then in a way your life would sort of be over. Because if you think about life, life is this process of changing and adapting It's the process of responding to stimuli, right? And sort of, you know, bobbing and weaving, so to speak, through life. And sometimes we strive for all of that to cease. We strive toward creating a life where we're insulated and where we don't have anything unexpected that's ever going to pop up. We know exactly how our life's going to go. We've planned it all out. And we're trying to work toward this sort of permanent state of total bliss, total peace, and total satisfaction. And I just don't think that that's achievable, and neither does the the secular Buddhist philosophy. But instead, in secular Buddhism, they talk a lot about peace and acceptance. Accepting the things that come your way is very different from, you know, meeting them with a hostile attitude. It's also very different from uh, indifference or apathy. But acceptance is a sort of state where you understand that things are changing. You understand that, you know, impermanence is real uh, and that nothing is going to remain the same forever. And you've embraced that. And even the the idea of desires, I found, you know, I, I had been told some years ago that Buddhists wanted to completely eliminate desire from their lives. And what I found is that's not really what you know, different Buddhists have different takes on, um, you know, the the sort of um, Buddhist philosophy. But what I found in talking with some people is that, that that's not really what a lot of Buddhists, um, the way that they understand the teaching of the Buddha, but rather they sort of view it uh, in this way. And I'm going to try to explain it here as, as best I can. I'm by no means an expert in Buddhism, but but I like to dabble. So the way that I heard it explained was if you imagine a candle, a lit candle in the dark so that all you can see is just this candle. You see the flame at the top, the wick, and then, of course, you see the wax, the body of the candle. So if you're imagining this in a totally, you know, empty space, you know, you're just basically seeing blackness or nothingness behind it. You're just looking at this candle. The Buddhist idea of nirvana, which in popular culture has been associated with, um, 
you know, sort of achieving transcendental peace. It's kind of like Buddhist heaven, some people say, right? But it, it has the idea in the original language, I've been told, of snuffing out or extinguishing. And so some people have taken this in the West, in the Western way of thought, they've taken this Eastern philosophy of Buddhism, and they've been like, this is like a candle, and the flame is your desires, and the goal of Buddhism is to blow out that candle and to snuff out all of those desires. And if you don't have any desires at all, you'll be at complete peace. You don't want anything to happen. Therefore, whatever does happen will, will be fine with you. And, um, again, I've found that this is not really the way that a lot of Buddhists actually understand or interpret this, but it's much stranger. And the idea of nirvana, uh, that I've come across is more like if you were to remove the candle rather than the flame so that you become desire itself. Not that you are a thing which has burning passions or desires, but you actually become one with your desires so that you actually become the flame. And so it's not really so much snuffing out or blowing out that flame and leaving that empty, dead, dark, cold candle, but it would be this strange idea of a sort of burning in the dark uh, without a candle, but just this flame that is glowing and that is burning. And, you know, again, I don't know what your spiritual background is, what your religious views are, and I certainly don't want you to feel, uh, you know, pressured or offended by what I'm sharing here today. I think that we can all benefit from secular Buddhism in terms of the philosophy at least consider it. Like I always say, take it, evaluate it. If it's helpful, use it. If it's not helpful, throw it out. You know, if, if you don't find today's podcast to be useful for you, that's okay. I'm putting it out here because it's been so useful to me. And so um, this idea of still having desires, but accepting that you can't control uh, what is. You can't control the outcome of every little thing, but you can still have your your desires. It's just you're, you're no longer uh, looking for a permanent state. You're no longer looking for the achievement uh, of your desires without any hiccups, without any uh, uh, unintended or unplanned or un unforeseen events, but you're accepting those things and you're really becoming one with your desire and who you really are and the things that you truly believe and value and cherish. And so it starts to move you away from the specific goals of, of weight loss or of financial freedom, time freedom, achieving a career, build, you know, growing your family, building up a family. And instead it starts to shift into the more abstract of like peace and joy and security, because those are the things that we're actually after. Like if you really evaluate why you want money, you, you don't want money just to have money. You want what that money can do for you. Or if you want that career, you don't just want that career. You want the prestige that comes along with it. You want the accomplishment, the achievement of getting that position. Maybe you even enjoy the struggle toward the top. Maybe you want that corner office or you want that company car. Maybe you're looking for security or a larger salary. See, but again, if we start to look at well, why do you want these things, it all starts to become a lot deeper than we tend to think or that we tend to imagine. And so 
My challenge for you, as always, I have a challenge for you today. My challenge for you today is to evaluate your um, your goals and to see if you're looking for some sort of permanent state. And, you know, if the reason behind your achieving a goal is so that you could finally reach this point in your life where you would not you know, you wouldn't strive anymore. You wouldn't have any more goals. You wouldn't have any more struggles at all. If that's your motivation behind that goal, I really want to challenge you to rethink it and to refocus it and sort of refashion it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a goal that you need to throw out, but you just need to approach it in a new way. And this year, my wife and I have been talking about how our online business, our network marketing business has taken on a totally different form this year from what it used to be. It used to be so focused on me and the money that I could earn and the sort of lifestyle that I could live. And it was just me, me, me. And this year it has been totally different. And I really firmly believe it's because of some of these philosophical changes that I've made in my life. I'm no longer seeking some permanent state because I know that that actually doesn't exist. But instead I'm now saying, I love working with my company. I love building my business. I love getting to share my product and my company with people. And I'm enjoying the process now. Uh, And I wasn't doing that before. I'm also not concerned about something being permanent. I think what I'm building with my network marketing company has a legacy component. I believe that our company is going to be around for decades upon decades. I firmly believe that my children and probably even my grandchildren will benefit from the business I'm building. I believe that, but I'm not looking toward, you know, becoming um, completely financially set because nothing's permanent. And one day, I'm going to die. And even if I build up this huge, incredible income, I can't control what my children are going to do uh, with that money. I can't, you know, can't control what their children, my, you know, my grandchildren would do. There's just so much that we can't control. And so I really hope that today was thought provoking for you. And I'd love to hear a little bit um, of feedback from you. So here on Anchor, you can, um, if you're listening on the Anchor platform, there's a way for you to send a, a message back to me so that I can hear your reply, I can hear your response to what you think about all of this today. And especially if you come from, you know, a different religious or spiritual um, background, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts and what you think about this secular Buddhist philosophy. And and one final thing before I go, the idea of secular Buddhism really is that um, you don't have to become a Buddhist in order to start listening to the philosophy or benefiting from it, but it's this very practical sort of thing that anybody can pick up, evaluate, and if it, if it works for you, if it improves your life, take it, run with it, and if it doesn't, discard it, you know throw it away, um, and don't ever look back. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed the episode today. If you like this sort of content, please subscribe. I'm doing these podcasts every single day here in 2019. I would love to have you as a loyal follower and subscriber. Uh, Send me a message. Let me know what topics you would like to hear me talk about. Um, The podcast is all about success, high performance, achievement, uh, you know, focused on your your goals, improving your life. Um, So whatever the case may be, whatever you're interested in, uh, in those areas, please let me know and I'll be happy to give you the credit and 
them to devote a podcast episode um, to the topic of your choice. For now, and as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. Get out there and crush it, and I will see you tomorrow.